You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and from a remote location inside the Meanieverse, he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie... What is on your mind? The long and winding road. Bum, 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 bum. Holy shit, man. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, your patience and uh, working with me. Uh, yeah, I am coming from uh, uh, Mama Root's house in uh, uh, beautiful Connecticut. Uh, so I had to take a little family voyage up here to uh, Connecticut. And, uh, you know, I didn't have the foresight to think, oh, maybe we should do an emergency uh, my, uh, Ask Meanie Anything when we did uh, last week's episode. But, you know, uh, you know, in pro wrestling, you got to make it work. You know, you got to make it work, baby. You grab a hold, call yep. the next spot. And uh, I brought my uh, equipment up here uh, for whatever reason. My mic didn't want to work, uh, the one that's always worked. Uh, but yeah, uh, after, uh, it's like, I, I had my own version of planes, trains, and automobiles coming up here. Uh, you know, me and Mrs. Mina were driving from Philly to Connecticut. And, uh, of course my, my uh, car decided to stall out on the, on I-287. And, uh, it was like, okay, here we go. Uh, it's something I've been through plenty of times and um, I'm a proud member of triple a so I call triple a they inform me that they are not allowed to tow me tow my vehicle off the the New York Thruway so that's wonderful so I had to get like a, a third party towing company to come get me and take me off there so they could drop me off so another tow truck could come legally tow me off uh, on my way to Connecticut. So, so I, I get towed to a diner. Uh, we got towed to the diner and then, uh, we we, I hit the app, tell them where we're at. They're like, okay, 20 minutes, 20 minutes turns into an hour and a half. Jesus. With, uh, with about 45 minutes of that saying soon, uh, <laughs> the, uh, AAA driver shows up, uh, puts my car on the thing I look in the uh, cab, and there's another human being in there. I was like, "Oh, uh, how is how how are me and my wife going to uh, fit in here?" 
they go, well, uh, our policy is uh, we're not allowed to have anybody in our cab. I was like, yeah, but the other tow truck company just had us. He's like, I was like, yeah, we got like another 40 miles to go. So he's like, oh, that's our policy, man. I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, give me a second. So like, I was going to like, okay, do I Uber it? Do I? Eventually we got somebody to come down to get us, but yeah. our, our car got towed 40 miles oh my God. and we had to like catch up with it like an hour later. So, uh, long story short, uh, in short intro long, uh, we were supposed to record this morning at a certain time, but I found like the closest repair shop that is triple a approved. And, uh, uh, my car is fixed, and I, now I feel like I sat on a road cone. <laughs> my God. Yeah. That's One a... fuel pump and a battery later, I feel <laughs> God. I feel cleansed. <laughs> you so, feel thoroughly cleansed between that yeah. and the uh, and the, the road cone sitting. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm just glad you guys are all right. I'm glad everybody's good. I'm glad there were no major issues. Um, for yeah, those man. of you... For those of you who uh, the uninitiated, I two eighty seven is the exchange that connects New York City and New Jersey. And if you've never driven to New York City before, it's the drizzling shits. Uh, Brett, what would you call that? It's the shits. So it's uh, <laughs> it's incredibly difficult to get up there. Um, I'm honestly glad you just didn't get stuck on the fucking GW man. I uh, uh, the George Washington Bridge is like hell on earth, and I yeah. am glad you didn't have to go through there. But uh, I am glad you are right. Since I am a typical professional wrestler and uh, extremely cheap uh, on the way to Connecticut, I go the way of the Tappan Zee, which is no longer the Tappan Zee. They, they blew it up and built a new bridge, but fuck it. They know yeah. what it is. Well, well fuck it. We'll uh, do it live. Yeah. it's the, I still call it the Tappan Zee. I don't give a shit. I ain't putting them over. Uh, <laughs> we'll put them so over. I, well, I know that going that way, the toll is like six bucks. Where to George Washington's like fifteen, so I'll go that way. But on the way home, when they don't charge for the other way on the George Washington, that's when I take the George Washington. That's right. That's oh, right. Oh, laundry goes off. Excuse that. <laughs> well, so uh, see that that buzz, that buzzer alert is actually uh, the reminder that you are correct, sir. That is uh, that's yes. your that's your truth alert button. So when it goes <laughs> off, it, it definitely indicates that we are we are absolutely not we are no selling. This is a no sell area. So. I'm just happy it wasn't a life alert button and uh, <laughs> this be a much shorter podcast. <laughs> we've already so had, geez, we've so, already uh, had enough medical emergencies happen on the show. I don't need James running through the door again for another one with the fucking life alert. All right. So let's just count our oh lucky stars. God. Jesus, God That's almighty. Better. And uh, speaking of, power through this thing. yeah. And speaking of uh, Jesus, God almighty, the pod squad is here. Uh, not connected, yes. but just a nice transition. Thank you all again for your patience as we record this. Don't forget, go to patreon.com right now, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Join us here to watch us live every week as meanie and I record, whether it's here or somewhere in the meanie verse. But uh, meanie, yeah. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm not sure where to even start here this week. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. And yeah. there's many things that are happening right now in the world and uh, in the world of, uh, of, of our lives and wrestling. And it's just there's just yeah. so much. And I don't even know. I guess the best way to start this is just to tell you that I found the most amazing bakery on the in a gas yeah. station down on the other side of Chester County here in Coatesville. Uh, it's called Far, Far Away Farms. And that's really the subject that uh, people want us to broach. We're, we're hitting the hard 
the hard-hitting stuff here on Mind of the Meanie, episode 117. Well, if you don't find the right cupcakes, they are they become very hard. I'm telling and, you. Uh, you know, uh, I, as, as I, I had just eaten a, a cupcake before I joined this podcast, because mm. uh, Mama Root, uh, you know, Mrs. Meanie's mom, is a wonderful cook. And uh, so the, fa- the fact that you found the p- perfect bakery... Oh. Out there, is it is it Amish? I think so. I think they they source from the Amish out here. But Courtney and I, we uh-huh. were over at we were over at one of her family members' houses. We were taking the kids to pick strawberries because they have a whole farm and a whole setup over there, and got a whole big bucket of strawberries. And we're driving, <laughs> and we need a gas because Courtney. One thing about my wife, you'll learn: like Courtney never gets gas ever. Like we could be, we she's like, oh well, we have to go to New York, but wait, we need gas, and like we can make it. There's 30 miles left in the car, and you know, it's like we just she literally pushes it to the last minute and the very yeah. last second as we're fucking coasting into the Wawa on fumes, right? So we need gas. I'm like, fuck. All right, so I'm driving, and I see this little gas station. I had to stop, but so I pull in, and my card wouldn't work in the in the reader because of course it doesn't. So I go in, and it's this little. Why would it? Well, it never does. Yeah, and it's this little <laughs> tiny like cute little like restaurant like deli thing right and it's all this bakery and i look at the girl that said i was like what is this place and she was like oh well we're you know far away farms we're the, this corner store here and i'm looking around and it's like these incredible baked goods in the window right they have like a strawberry cheesecake bar and a lemon cream cheese bar and all kinds of like cookies and shit and fresh coffee and big sandwich board and i just like literally like literally just like holy shit so, of course, yeah. Courtney is, uh, my wife is also a baker. Courtney bakes a lot of stuff, and um, she's a cheesecake connoisseur. So I always got always to grab something for her when I go anywhere. So we, get in the, cheesecake bar. so we get in there, I got a the strawberry cheesecake bar, and we get in the car, and she's like, this literally is just like cream cheese on a bar, and it's fucking fantastic. So now <laughs> we're like, I said to her, I was like, are you open tomorrow? She's like, no, we're not open Sunday. I was like, all right, I'm coming back here Monday to get breakfast. And like, so I think we've now found our like new spot here. But it's really in the important details. I know that... These are the hard-hitting stories and the hard-hitting context and discourse that they expect from us here at Mind of the Meanie, Blue Meanie. So I just wanted to share Far Away Farms. It's the corner store down here. I'll get you the address in a second. But, uh, yeah, how about I, I'm going to airmail you some stuff down there to, uh, yeah. to Philadelphia. It's in Glenmore, Pennsylvania, 690 Marshall Road, Glenmore, Pennsylvania. There, there's a free, there's a free plug for you. But, uh, yeah, no. Hopefully you get some perks out of it. Yeah, dude. Uh, speaking of perks... Jesus Christ um, is so the entire world is just falling apart. It feels like, and yeah, what a time to be a, in the wrestling business or a part of, you know, are floating around the wrestling business. Hold, hold, on, hold on. See if you can hear this. Can you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Incredible stuff, guys, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we have, I can't remember what regular air smells like. It is incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. A little inside baseball. I am. Uh, there's a little bar in the basement of this house, and uh, I have the uh, world's most interesting man over my shoulder. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what Vanessa says. I don't always go live on Mind of the Meanie, but when I do, hello, Vanessa. We got uh, we got all all types of folks here. We got Vanessa. We got Travis. We got Andrew Bailey. Uh, at Bailey, we got some. We're stay on the food topic for a second before we really dive deep here. Uh, they have three new Philadelphia flavors of Hearst chips at the Wawa now. Wit, Wit Whiz, Hot Longs and Sharp Provolone, and 215 Special Chips. What the fuck really? is a 215 Special Chip? I'm going to Google this right now. I don't know. 
Speaking of the 215, uh, I just saw the Adam Sandler movie, uh, Hustle. Yeah. And it is very Philadelphia. It's really good. So they, if you get a chance to... He, he shouted out the Federal Donuts as well. Uh, he wore a sweatshirt to that, and they are just over the moon right now. So, uh, Oh, he, he filmed right in my neighborhood. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's, cool. it's 215 special sauce. So it's salt, pepper, ketchup, and hot sauce. Meaning, I think this might be, need to be our first uh, live video where we get these bags of chips and we try them out, man. I yeah. think so. I think we should. Yeah, Vanessa said with your fart, the Dos Equis guy just winced, um, which I definitely believe that that is possible. And as always... I can't remember what regular air smells like. I mean... <laughs> Take care of that. There you go. That a boy. I look, man. I know that you know. Tito, get me a tissue. Oh goddamn! Uh, I know that folks are expecting <laughs> us to sort of dive in here a little bit, but yeah, I got to be honest with you, man. And you know, I don't really feel comfortable talking about it. I really would okay. rather not comment. Um, so I think we're just going to move past the big one. Um. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't feel, I guess, I, I don't feel like I'm qualified to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, and it, there's just well, so much. Well, well here, here's the thing. It's like, everybody knows what, everybody knows what we're alluding to. Uh, but it, I am in the business of trying not to look stupid. Uh, because, you know, you know, some of you might say too late, but, uh, you know, there's plenty of, uh, you know, Thing, it's a fluid, no pun intended, it's a fluid situation. <laughs> and, um, you know, facts are changing all the time. And uh, maybe in a week when we actually know what's going on, you know, uh, maybe it'd be better suited to say something. Yeah. Other than go on speculation of uh, one article. And, and uh stuff like that you know i think uh yeah i think you're right and it's 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 there's a especially with something like this that is is in the the context of what it is and context pal. context oh fucking pronouns pal but um it's i don't know man i just i don't feel comfortable talking about it yet just because like you said it's yeah. a very fluid uh developing story and there's a lot yeah. of things that we don't know yet because there are other things that they are looking into. And, you know, I guess there's, there's the main story that everybody knows about. Right. And then there's like a side story of uh, stocks and yeah. stuff being moved around. And then like all this other stuff that, you know, uh, when, when it comes to stock market shit, I know shit. Yeah. In, the, world, I, in the words of, I can't think of her name from, uh, What's that show? Um, Ozark, where she says, I don't know fuck about shit. About <laughs> Ruthie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to quote Ruthie from Ozark, I don't know fuck about shit about stocks. That's right. So, you know, just like how, uh, you know, when people, you know, try to talk wrestling lingo to me, and I'm just like, no, that's not, that, that's not what that means. Working so, yourself but, uh, into a shoot, brother. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> dude yeah no yeah. i and i think i think too it's also important to note as well that like you know we're not we're not journalists like i ne would never claim to be a journalist in any way shape or form neither does me no. um a lot of this is speculation like truthfully and yeah. I'm, we're being serious you know it's like it's speculation there's a lot of things it's a developing story um but there's also a lot of like legal implications in this and i definitely don't want to be one of those people that says something and ends up having it 
you know, held against us somewhere or anything like that. So I would, yeah, much, I don't want to be quoted, right? I don't want to end up on any sheet, any sheets or anything like that. Like you know, shout out to Raj, shout out to Sean Rossap and all those guys. You know, no beefs or anything like that. I just don't want to be, I, especially with this story. Like if it's if it's us yeah. talking to Al Snow and letting him out of the green room, totally fine. Go ahead and cover it. Right. But with this, I think one of the things I will say though is that it feels weird knowing that he is not the CEO anymore. You know, yeah. like even in a, well, even in a, in a limited capacity. You know, yeah, like he is. He is. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's like there's I don't know, man. I just and the I, okay. It's that whole it's that whole uh it's it's a mob thing. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. You're right. Honestly, though, you're right. Like, you're right. It's like literally, okay, well, we're going to put me in charge for a little bit. Uh, uh, uh. I'm stepping down, but here comes my nephew. Yeah, here's, uh, here's, here's Tony Mama Luke over here. He's going to run the show for a little bit. He's going to run things for a little while. Yo, cuz. He's taking over for a little bit. <laughs> yo, cuz. Say less. Yeah. Yo, now, yo, yo, bow. Yo, cuz. Uh, no, I, I just, again, I think we, I think definitely, um, we are just better well prepared to leave that one on the table for now. We can, as we say in the corporate say, world, we can table that until we get more information. Yeah, I, <laughs> what did you eat? I, I, what didn't I eat? It smells like baby food. Uh, in, a, in a dirty diaper. Uh, I will say I have talked to people who do deal in stocks and stuff like that and they've had interesting takes but they're they're the people i know who deal with stocks and business they're in a let's wait and see so i'm gonna you know when i there's something i don't know i like to listen to people who do know and the people i know who work in stocks and work in uh you know stuff like that they say this is going let's uh this is a let's wait and see moment you know, there's other yeah. people who have to report on things and have to talk about things because that's their living. That's their what they, you know, that's how they pay their bills. But yeah, I'd rather uh, not speak on something I know I I don't know fuck about shit about. I don't know shit about fuck about, and uh, wait and see where it goes. Yeah, so that's I think that's where we're gonna button up that particular part of this segment here um, because you know not knowing shit about fuck. Uh, I definitely don't want to put be my the title foot of the show. Don't know shit yes. about fuck. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Get two yeah. shits about fuck. Uh, but I will say uh, there are, you know, we could talk about this one because this is another big story coming out uh, right now. The reports are coming yes. out that Sasha Banks has been released from WWE. And hey. Raj Geary yeah. from Wrestling Inc. Shout out to the homie Raj. Bless Raj be, sir. Bless be, sir. Um, he, bro- he broke the story. And it has not been confirmed yet, but it sounds like there are a lot of folks on the Twitter sphere who have confirmed it in uh, all different shapes, all corners of wrestling, Twitter, everywhere. Now I've been I've been dealing with fucking car shit. So when did this come out? This came out. I think it was Thursday afternoon. Someone in the pod oh, squad can okay. correct me, but apparently it was right before or it was right after the other big news broke. Uh, was that yeah. there were that officially Sasha Banks had been released from her contract. And I mean, for me and, and friend of the show, Alfred Kunawa did a great piece on Forbes about the Holland Nash conversation that everybody has. Like 
with AEW. Everyone's waiting for the Hall and Nash moment and, you know, the CM Punk and, and Daniel Bryan and all these other things. And his thing was like, yep. no, this will be Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks will be Scott Hall. If something like that happens, she, he, yeah. his, his point, and I agree with it, is that she is a, a transitional or sort of a trend, transcendent uh, talent. And that yeah. she can go and pretty much do anything. So what's uh what are your thoughts on the potential almost completely confirmed that Sasha Banks is no longer with WWE? It's uh to me that's a bigger thing, you know, because you know, when the the words the, the story came out that her and Naomi it's so funny how wrestling is and how wrestling fans think one thing's a shoot and it's a work, and a lot of things to work, and it's a shoot. Like, the whole MJF thing's a work, but people are swearing that it's a shoot. Uh, the other, they bought a plane ticket. Really? Would, are you Expedia? How do you know he bought a plane <laughs> ticket? Unless he fed you that information. But, right. uh, and then there's people who swore that the Sasha and Naomi thing was a work. You know? Hey, and here's the thing. WWE addressed it on their TV once took them off all the things and they haven't been mentioned on TV at all. Yeah. Whereas MJF, you know, the rumors are coming out and, uh, he was allowed to come out and cut a 18 minute promo or however long that promo was. And, you know, if that's, does, does a cry of work, but to give it to the actual point you're talking about, it, you know, Sasha Banks leaving WWE is huge. Yeah. Um, she, she's mainstream. She transcends the business. Uh, I mean, she whether it's stuff she's doing with Snoop or she's in the uh, new Star Wars, she's in the Snow. I'm not a Star Wars geek. Sorry. She's in Mandal- but, uh, The Mandalorian was the the show that she appeared in. Yeah. I was going to say The Mandible Claw. You were close. Uh, you were close. Yeah. That should be the name of the show. Star Wars yeah. presents The Mandible Claw. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's, let's trend, baby. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a huge thing. Everybody's look. Everybody wants the next attitude era. Everybody wants the new, and now everybody's clamoring for the next Hall and Nash moment. Now I'm from Philly. I almost said uh, Hall and Oates. I was. Good. There are so many good titles inside this. Yeah. <laughs> Someone should photo Schlichter if you're listening. You should Photoshop Hall and Oates and NWO shirts and let us post it. Daryl Hall and Kevin Nash. Uh, <laughs> 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 Great man, that might be the other one. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Yeah, you. yeah. Let's name in Daryl 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 Hall and Kevin Nash. You got that's it. The that's the one. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, it's huge. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how it, it gets handled on the other end. Uh, I love AEW. I love what they do. I love the opportunities they give people. But it just seems like people make a, a big splash then they kind of back off into the weeds and kind of get lost in the brush, so to speak. Um, and that's not me talking shit. That's not me shooting, no. brother. It's and I just think an it, observation. I think, it's just an observation. I think it sucks that we have to preface things like that. Like, I feel like it, there's just such a... And it's on boats, it's on many sides, many sides. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it just sucks that we have, when we have conversations, it's like, oh, well, you know, we have to preface everything by saying like nothing against it, WWE or nothing against it. It's like, yeah. why can't we just have conversations where we're having yeah, people take things so personal, it's- like go touch grass, go touch consensual cheeks, 
as our friend Northwestie would say, touch consensual <laughs> cheeks. And, or as uh, as Cassio Kid says, go poop with your pants on. <laughs> I have said that to my kids so many times I can't even count. But uh, yeah, yeah, go take a poop with your pants on. No, I, it just sucks that we have to preface everything like that. But you're right. I mean, I and yeah. I have my doubts about AEW finding a, a way, a real way to utilize her in that women's division. Because there's a lot of things that we can say about WWE in the women's division that we can also say about AEW in their women's division. There's a lot right. that's left to be desired on both ends. And I yeah. don't think either of them, and this, we, we sort of talked about this uh, in a, sort of in a, in a sidebar the other day. I mean, I just, I feel like nobody's getting it right right now. We are no. in a time, and I want to I pick your brain on this too, we're in a time where sure. the, the wrestling content is just extraordinary. It's overflowing. And no yeah. one seems to be able to get it right. Like, what do you what do you think as someone who had who worked in the middle of the Attitude Era? What it's do you think that's attributes to? I don't. It's just a matter of you know uh, when the Monday Night Wars happened, uh, they came out of a sense of necessity. Uh, you know. Ironically, uh, you know, Vince has, was just coming out of the doldrums of the uh, steroid trial. Business was down. Uh, he was having it, you know, trying to make a comeback and, you know, call back, fight back, and, and build his business. And then uh, it was just, some, you know, uh, WCW likewise was losing a lot of money. They were losing a lot of money from, uh, you know, House show business being down, ratings being down. So both were in a, a, a point where they were both in financial peril. WCW was hurting for money and ratings. WWE was hurting for money and ratings. And it came to a point where, you know, Vince will always be number one. WWE will always be number one. And it's always, it's easy for WCW to be number two when there's nobody else in the room, you know, but, uh, it came to a point where, you know, Bischoff had division and shout out to our friend Eric Bischoff. He said very nice things to me. Yeah. On uh on eighty three weeks, uh that I want to say thank you about about watching uh, they were doing a live watch along of uh one night stand and uh he had some very nice things to say about me, which is very kind. But uh he was a visionary. He says in order for me to compete, I had to go head to head with WWF with live T V every Monday night and he approached Ted Turner and Ted Turner said, give him what he wants. And that's where the, the business of the Monday night wars came. WCW needed ratings and, you know, uh, to get the revenue up, WWE was in fine, you know, needed to get their ratings up and stuff. So it became a, a like an arms race of, of trying to get talent. And ECW, in some ways, paid the uh, the price for that too, because we were harvesting this talent, even though they had been some talents had been successful elsewhere. You know, uh, ECW gave a lot of people exposure in North America, so you know they they, for lack of a better term, they poached us for talent. Now, if you flash forward to now, uh, WWE is probably having one of their best years financially, uh, you know, billions of dollars. AEW 
is backed by Tony Khan, who's is a very by the Khan family, who's very successful business folks, billionaires, and they're both. There's a saying: uh, a hungry, uh, a hungry dog. Uh, oh my god, a fed dog don't hunt. There you go. A fed dog don't hunt. So if you're both making money, you're not really hurting for money. Uh, and in today's age, uh, ratings are a thing of a pa- or a thing of the past when everybody's got smartphones and streaming services and alternative, possibly illegal ways to watching your product. You know, back you know during the Monday Night Wars, you had to watch Monday night nine o'clock, or I think Nitro uh, got an hour early in on them yep. or something like that. Yep. But, uh, it, you know, WWE was, and WCW was appointment television. Now, as much as AEW likes to tap their ratings, only when they win, never right. when they lose. Right. Uh, Which is an important you know, distinction, friends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they lose, oh, ratings aren't important. When they win, oh, we had the best ratings. Oh, we you hit know. the best ratings in the key demo. Yeah. So, but you know, the the, the, the way people watch the, the the product is night and day. So, uh, and that comes down to content. If you're if you're you're fat and happy, you're you're making the money from alternative means, whether it's avenue streams or uh, sponsors or Saudi Arabia. Or wherever you know you're getting your your money, and let's talk Turkey. That's where the money's coming from. The product suffers, right? You know, where if they weren't making money and they didn't, where they had trouble, you know, putting people in the building. That's when you get the the fire lit under your ass, and that's when you know you start going for blood. Like, you know, Vince was, you know, Vince McMahon and. Eric Bischoff, you know, Eric Bischoff challenging Vince McMahon to a, a physical altercation every week on Monday Nitro, calling him out on live TV. You know, that yeah. was great times. Right now it's just, you know, comic book wrestling, you know, and, you know, message boards and, you know, you know, banter, you know, comic there's no real, you know, it's, there's no, there's no real heat. There's no real substance now to the, to whatever competition they think they're having, which well, they're not. Let me ask you a question then, and that maybe that's a good, a good like transition though. Do you think that the fans are just expecting too much? Do you, because I noticed this and you talked about star Wars and I noticed this, you know, in the star Wars fandom, because Obi-Wan Kenobi is out right now and it's uh, they're you know, they, they have a six part short run series. And every time there's a new star Wars, you get half of the world. It's like, oh, this is the greatest thing that's ever existed. And then you got the other half of the world. Like, this is fucking terrible. And, you know, the libs took it over and, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And like, do you think, and then people just aren't like, well, we have to accept this for what it is. So do you think people are just too, what's the right word? What's the right way to ask this? Do you think people are just too invested in the past and not focused enough on the future to realize what's going on? Or do you think creative really just does suck that much? Or do you think it's a combination of the two? I think no matter what form of entertainment you have, whether it's wrestling or Star Wars or comic books, uh, people are 
people think they're smarter than they are, and they think they know the bit. They think the biz. They think they know the business they're not a part of more than the people who know the business. Uh, you know, back in the day, I could see two guys arguing in a comic book shop about who's the better comic book villain or what's the best comic or this that and the other thing, and that's fantasy baseball. But now, with social media and all these alternative methods, you know, those people are given louder voices. Right. You know. Uh, is their opinions valid? I mean, opinions are opinions. They're not facts, right? Right. Everybody, everybody can have an opinion, but when you think about what goes into the product or how the product should be, not knowing all the mitigating factors to go into making that product, you know, that's where it lies, you know, what creative comes down to. You know, how many times do they wrestle? Oh, wrestler so-and-so should be getting a push. Well, maybe said company wants to give that guy a push, but mentally that guy's not ready for the push. Right. Right. You know, I've known, excuse me. I know I've known very talented wrestlers, very talented wrestlers who, uh, influenced a lot of people who are given the opportunity to go to the next level of WWE. And once they got up there, they didn't like it. Yeah. They were, they were, they were happy and comfortable being independent wrestlers. And, uh, couldn't handle the uh, the travel, the uh, the pace, the lifestyle of professional wrestling, and they were just wanted to be, you know, uh, the, the independent wrestler. But meanwhile, everybody's going, "Oh, push that guy to the moon!" Well, the guy's not ready. So, yeah, and that's just one instance. That's not my only point of contention. But you know, with uh, you know, when it comes to you know, comic books or Star Wars. We don't know what's going on in the writer's room or the politics. You know, that's the most important thing, too, is the politics of these businesses as well. It's not always about what the fans want. It's about, you know, who can politic the best behind the scenes to get th- get their script in or get their actor in or get their lines in. You know, yeah. I, I know many people who have been on movies and they're like, yeah, so-and-so uh, politics with the writers to get some uh, more scenes in this role and stuff like that so same with wrestling you know uh, it's not you know how good you are you know so a lot of times it's who you know you know not always the best wrestler wins out so uh it's and the fan that's not the fault of the fan the fan is being passionate and talking about the thing they love but when they say you know something's lacking is it right or you know you know and when it comes to pro wrestling, there's no weeks off. There's no season. It drives me nuts when WWE goes, the uh, season, season premiere. premiere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That drives me nuts. I hate that. But, you know, there's no, there's, yeah, there's no off time. It's constant each and every week. And uh, uh, oh, who said this the other day? Uh, Dutch Mantel said, said this the best. Uh, shout out to uh, Russell Shoot interviews on YouTube. James Romero, buddy of mine, he does some of the best interviews on YouTube. He he's talking to Dutch Mattel, and Dutch Mattel says, "When uh, you know the creatives, when the creatives great, the wrestlers get the credit for being good wrestlers. But when the product's bad, you know, oh shitty creative, right?" You, no, right. It's kind of like uh, you know, 
you know, uh, a quarterback gets to blame for, you know, you know, gets to praise for when a team wins and, uh, or so, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out different analogies. But well, yeah, like when the, the, yeah, when the quarterback, you know, when the, when they win, the quarterback gets the praise. And when they lose, they, he, you know, he gets shit on. It's, it's like, well, head what's, coach. yeah, when they lose, it's like coach. coach, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. the same thing. Like there's, there's definitely, like we've talked about before. I mean, there's definitely a lot of elements to both companies. You know, we use, when I say both companies, I'm talking about the, 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 the major leaguers, right? And that's not to discount yeah. NWA or impact or anything like that. But you know, as far as right. apples to apples comparison, there's a lot of things that AEW and WWE do that are mostly good. There's one or two yeah. things that are really good. And then the rest of it is like, Meh. you know, like, I, I I don't know, man. There's just how many times can we watch the New Day and the Usos wrestle each other? You know, like, right. how many times can we watch them run this back now? And now Brock is back as of last night. Spoiler alert, Brock Lesnar came back last night on SmackDown. And there's a lot of chatter online right now, which, again, I try to ignore because Twitter is just a fucking cesspool. Um, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I won't speak for me, but I know for sure if I didn't need to be on Twitter, I wouldn't fucking be there anymore. Um, yeah. But Brock Lesnar's back. But I think that was an audible because Cody's out. Randy Orton is now out. Um, who else? Uh, you know, Drew is in, in the picture. Kofi's not in it. Big E is out. Well, we just talked about last week where they had to turn Edge baby face. Baby face, right. With Cody being out. Yeah. They needed a, a baby face. They could have. They could have easily run that program back, but then that would have been the third time they would have had an Edge Roman Reigns story, you know, because yeah. they did it, they did it at, at WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan, then they ran it back at Extreme Rules, and it's like you know, out of boy, and it's just yeah. it's you know, so now we have Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, six hundred and fifty four, and it's like you know, part of me is like excited because I love the Canadian alpha male stuff, like that stuff with with Brock and Sami Zayn is gold anytime yeah. it's on TV. But at the same time, it also does speak to the fact that it's like, well, why aren't there any other established guys here that can come in and credibly challenge? So it sounds like they're keeping Drew. They're going to wait for Drew to go and do the event overseas when they're in England, and they'll probably put yeah. one of the belts on him there. Um, but I feel like this is a stopgap between, you know, whenever Cody comes back. And I know John Alba, a friend of the show, John Alba, had mentioned something about Cody. Great guy. Oh, fantastic guy. Love that. And definitely check out all of his content on ad-free shows, by the way. Him and Eric Bischoff do an incredible show called Strictly Business, which is about the business of this business. Absolutely incredible. So go out of your way to, take, uh, to listen to it. But um, Excellent. It's, it, does, it does sort of feel like there are a lot of, well, let's throw it at the wall and see what sticks, pal, kind of ideas going on right now. Um, now that well, that's what happens when you have live TV every week. And that's you know? and also too. I mean, you do have to. There is a, a a a sort of credible part to this where it's you have to start building other people. You know, yeah. for all the shit that Vince Russo did wrong uh, during his time in both WCW and WWE, one of the things he did right was that everybody had a story and everybody could be felt like they could be interchangeable. Like there wasn't a time where I didn't think Ken Shamrock could credibly challenge. Or that he couldn't credibly challenge for the WWE title. Or even China. China was the first female, you know, the first woman wrestler to ever challenge for the main title. You know, and like, yeah. that's that's what I enjoyed so much about that. Was that everybody had a story. Everybody had a part. You guys had blue dust. You know what I mean? Like, there yeah. were things that were happening. And yeah. I think I think it's hard I think it's hard to ignore that. What do you think about that? Uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. 
you know, uh, Vent- you know, Ventruso for all the uh, the heat or the land base land based thing he takes in in public. He did come up with a lot of great ideas that everybody should have. Everybody on that card is important. Everybody right. should play a role, and everybody look should be ready to go at any moment. Right. You know where, you know you could like, you know something's not working with you know wrestler A. Okay, wrestler B gets in that spot, and wrestler B takes over and has a good run. You know, uh, it's kind of like a. Bait. <laughs> Here I am with Dan. Sports analogies again, but it's it's like a, a good baseball manager who's managing the game in front of him instead of watching, read, burying his notes in a book and looking at stats and you know situations and stuff like that. Where you know Phillies just fired uh, Joe Girardi, who was basically going by stats and looking in a book. They fire you know they fire him and then they get this baseball lifer in there. Uh, Rob Thompson, which I want to keep on to call Rob Thompson from. Because uh, <laughs> you're so smooth. Oh, it's I got big heat. Under the moon. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got big right. heat for uh, singing that song. You know, just it's, it's not the same guy. I'm like, all right, all right. Wait, Let me have what? my fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Rob I was gonna Thompson. say, yeah. Wait, no. I was gonna say, did you get heat about singing that song? I, well, I get heat anytime I sing because I can't sing. Oh, got and it. rightfully so. Got it. And rightfully so. But uh, they hired a baseball lifer who manages the game that's in front of them. Right. And they won. They, they won the last twelve or fourteen games. Yeah. So it's just a matter of looking at the talent, see what's the best component of the talent you have, hi, hi, accentuate the positives, hide the negatives, and. Uh, there needs to be, you know, I wish there, and I, this is going to sound weird, I wish there was like a Bill Watts type guy, mm. not hardcore like Bill Watts, but somebody who can go in there and lay down some fucking guidelines to where not every fucking match has the same fucking move. Right, right. Because if I saw the same thing in the first four matches, why do I have this? Stick around for the the last four. Not every match needs not every not every match needs to be a fuck a fucking spot fest. We don't need this. You can you you can have a great match and not leave the ring. You could have a great match and not have a dive. Right. Uh, you could have a great match and not have to get on the microphone and recite Shakespeare. Right. You could just go out there and have a great match. And just let it be just, there. And feed off the audience. Listen to the crowd. The crowd will dictate uh, where you go. Why do you, know? you think Roman Reigns got over the way that he did? Is because they well, took the chain, in- but they took the chain off of him. They were like, "Go ahead, yeah. go ahead, you and Paul, go ahead and figure it out." Do you think Paul E. Dangerously Heyman, Esquire, Doctor, <laughs> Amateur Gynecologist? Do you think Mister Heyman is letting people write stuff for him? No, not a fucking chance in hell, man. You know, you know, Paul, like there's, yeah. there's no, there's no way. That's why they're so right. good. That's why those guys are so good. When you watch, you know, your friend, you watch your friend, Matt Riddle talk on the show. That's him. You listen to him, but like, it's, it's, you can definitely tell that it's a scripted, you know, he memorized it. Whereas when you hear Paul give it back to him or when you hear Roman give it back to him, it's like, okay, that's not, there's no scripting any, anywhere in that right there. 
but he it's almost like you can hear it's like it's very stunted, you know? Now I wonder what would happen if they pulled the chain off a of riddle and let him just talk and let him be like, you know, the new Rob Van Dam with his speech or whatever they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, but on it, like just think about it. Like what what could his potential and his trajectory be if they just allowed him to be himself? But then you well, also I mean, have to take into account with with AEW as well, like not having it doesn't feel like there's a creative barrier there. You know what I mean? So like there's that there's right. definitely the give and take there. But go ahead, I interrupted you. This is the mind of the meaning. No, 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 no. No, there's just there needs to be a governor, guidelines, and then uh just let give people bullet points. Uh when I hear Matt talking to Mike, uh it basically it sounds like Matt. You know, I don't know how heavy he scripted, I don't know. But when I hear him talk, I'm like, that's the guy from the Monster Factory going, dude, let me tell you. You know, just, <laughs> and, you, and you just listen and, and love the guy. And I think uh, the, the office is high on him uh, from all accounts. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be something, he's going to be a big star. Well, he's, he is a big star now, but eventually he's going to go to the next level. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, you know, think of Roman when he's going to suffer and suck attach or wherever it was and have where he is now. It's just night and day, you know, just let him talk. Do just you, give bullet points. Do you think that, that Vince made him say that on purpose to see if he would actually do it? I don't know who wrote that or what happened or the thought that went into it, but Suffering. it wasn't working. Succotash. Yeah. I don't even know if it was exactly that, but it was still kind of, it was really bad. Ronda Rousey just said it's, Ronda Rousey just said it's on skis last week. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Zoinks. Um, (laughs) Kadzooks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. They just, uh, I mean, there's some people who need help. Some people who don't need help. And that's why you, you know, Accentuate the positive, hide the negatives, work to your talents, strengths. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a lot of shit I know I probably shouldn't do, so I don't do it. You know, you won't see me doing a drop kick or this, uh, even though I've tried. And I did one in ECW and it got a pop, but, you know, I didn't go back to it because it was just like, there's really no need for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Anytime I've tried to go out of my, the realm of my character, people are just like, we want to dance off, you know? So you just, you do what you do and find your voice, find your path and, and, uh, build upon it. Do the, do the dance, Vinny, do the blue dust thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Not, yeah, I've seen people do the, the blue meanie dance and they do it way too quick. I gotta, that's the, you know, there's gotta be a, like a, like a little rhythm to it. Not a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too much, which you can see if you go to patreon.com slash mine the meaning. You can see Meanie and us, Meanie and Adam doing the Meanie dance right now <laughs> on the screen. Frozen in time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Meanie, uh, we are not frozen in time, and I'm glad we went through this entire episode without saying his name. Uh, but I have a question for you. Yes. Would you like to ask Meanie? I would love to. It's time to ask me Ask me something. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, and you may hear them on the show. We have two questions to wrap us up this week. First one comes from Andrew Bailey, member of the Pod Squad. Like we said, don't forget patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. 
You can see and sign up and watch us live. Uh, who does Meanie think will challenge Jay Switchblade White for the NJWP Championship? Also, I hope it's the return of the cleaner. Well, hopefully the uh, cleaner is physically healthy enough to come back, which is really the main reason why he's, he's no longer here. But who will challenge for him? Your guess is as good as mine. I don't follow the New Japan product, product as much as I wish I, I could. I love New Japan. I've always admired Japan from afar. It's some, someplace I've always wanted to wrestle and was never fortunate enough to get a chance to do so. Uh, Not but, yet, uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but your guess is as good as mine because I simply I just haven't been following the uh, product as much as uh, I would have liked to. Axel Grease wants to know if you have ever been to my home state of Iowa, any fun memories or experiences you're willing to share? Uh, I like Iowa because back in the day, well, you know, I used to, cl- I was big into collecting bootleg concerts <clears throat> and, uh, I was always collecting Van Halen bootlegs and there, there's a really good Van Halen bootleg from Ames, Iowa, uh, from, uh, I want to say the, for a lawful carnal knowledge tour at the fuck tour. And, uh, you know, that city's always been like. Ah, oh, Ames, Iowa. Yeah, Van Halen played there. But uh, going to Iowa, I want to say me and Al Snow drove through Iowa. I think we might have wrestled in Iowa, but I just distinctly remember driving through Iowa. And uh, we pulled over to Santa Hotel, and there's a sign in the lobby, no game in bedroom. And I was like, that could mean so many different things. A lot of questions uh, I have right now. That be, could be uh, you know, very, uh, what's it, uh, condemning? Like, hey, man, you got no game in the bedroom. Or uh, <laughs> please don't play any board games in the bedroom. So no Parcheesi uh, in bed, pal. Yeah. But, no, uh, they had to, you know, when they, they make a sign, they make signs for reasons. And that's because somebody did something they weren't supposed to do. <laughs> So uh, they didn't want your you to bring your dead deer in the fucking bedroom in Ames, Iowa. Uh, so, yeah, that's what it meant. No game, and no game in the bedroom, which means please don't bring your dead animals into the bedroom. So, uh, I wish I took. I wish I would have took a sign. Of, uh, I wish I would have took in a photo of it. But what I did take a photo of, uh, you know how. Everybody has the regional versions of 7-Eleven or Wawa. <laughs> we are in Ames, Iowa. I keep saying Ames, Iowa, but it's Iowa. Uh, they had their own version of a 7-Eleven called Come and Go. Yes, with a K. K, K-U-M-N-Go. And I was like, I am not leaving the state until I take a fucking photo of that. And, uh, yeah, I saw the photo of that. So I have a... I have a I lot might be of, going to Idaho in October. I have a lot of questions right now about this game in in, in bedroom thing. Um, I'm a yeah. little I'm a little bit more concerned and disturbed than I think anything else. Um, you should be able to Google it. I'm sure it's still a thing that they have to remind people. 
I, uh, I don't know, man. That's, uh, that's concerning. Uh, Matt from Dover wants to know, who do you think is the more credible opponent for Cody Rhodes at his return to win the WWE Championship from Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins? Well, I'm, I'm just for the fact that Seth left Cody Lang, it would have to be Seth, right? Because Cody's got three victories, three straight victories over Seth Rollins. One in which Cody beat Seth Rollins with one arm. Right. Uh, because of the torn pack. So, you know, and Cody comes out and gives the appearance that he is, you know, you know, a respectful human being, but meanwhile lays out Cody and tries to further damage his torn pack. Right. So when, you know, Cody comes back, it's got to be Seth because Seth left them laying on his way out of the WWE. You know, hopefully they, I, th- I think they, uh, pro wrestling his return date, you know, they yeah. say nine months, but I think they want people to forget about him. So when he comes back at the rumble, yes, <laughs> I agree. I agree that, uh, it'll, you know, the, the best pops are the ones that people forgot. Oh yeah. He's out yep. because of, of an injury, you know, not, Oh yeah. He, for other reasons, but yeah, I, when, uh, Cody comes back, he still has that, uh, bone of contention with Seth Rollins. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I necessarily I, I mean I'd love the idea of Roman and Cody, but after watching Seth and Cody with their trio of matches, I feel like there's more meat left on the bone, especially if you throw the title in there, and I feel like it would be much more of a fulfilling conclusion if they were able to spin it that way. But um, as far as uh, fulfilling conclusions go, meaning it is always a pleasure to do this program with you every week, whether we are yes, here sir. in our normal places or in the miniverse. Uh, but where yeah. can they find you on the on the miniverse and the metaverse and the internet and anywhere else they can find you? If you would like to uh, follow the Blue Meanie, uh, hopefully uh, you have a car because uh, I, that way if I break down again, uh, you can give me a lift. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's just me having fun at my own expense. But uh, if you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, go to at Blue Meanie BW, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, that's Twitter, and that's TikTok, which I have no clue what's going on. If you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, you can also go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie if you want to sp- support the Mind of the Meanie. Uh, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie. And save 10%. Uh, now, if you want to uh, look good with your your uh, collar and elbow or pro wrestling t-shirt, uh, you, and you want your beard to be popping, go to madcatbeardcare.com. Uh, I have a, a very good scent over there called the Blue Spruce. Uh, my boy Josh Thornton is doing an awesome job over there. Uh, he's going through some stuff. He's, he's had to move, but he's still doing wonderful work. He's helping... Uh, different animal shelters, take care of uh, cats and all that stuff. And he sent me a really nice care package. He sent me a a one of a one blue mini statue where if uh, if the blue mini looked like a cat, 
so, uh, and uh, yeah, it was very cool. I posted all the photos and links on my social media. So uh, go to madcatbeardcare.com, get yourself some blue spruce uh, oil and balm. Uh, also, if you want to, uh, you know, just like I'm doing right now, if you want to uh, have a well wish, go to uh, cameo.com slash blue mini BWO. Go for Go there for birthdays, holidays, well wishes, uh, graduations, whatever you can think of, whatever you can we creatively think of go to cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. And, uh, this July, July 23rd, 2022, I will be at legends of Hamburg. Go to the pro wrestling fan fest that is returning to the historic Hamburg field house in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, where they did all those cool, uh, WWE TV tapings and WWE or I'm sorry, WWF. Uh, TV tapings and uh, all that good stuff uh, at the historic Hamburg Fieldhouse. Go to legendsofhamburg.com. And, uh, you know, uh, now enough about me. Where can they find you, Mr. Bernard? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that transition. If you'd like to find me on social media, you can go to Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at This Is Goober. Yes, it's my name. Yes, it's a, my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. You can also listen to my secondary show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. I got a lot of great content in the archives there. We're not just wrestling over there. We do everything. So check it out as soon as you can. Also go to prowrestlingtees.com slash foundationradio. Pick up a shirt. Support the show. Patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. Sign up today. I will also be at Icons of Wrestling in Philadelphia on August 6th. I will not be there performing. I will not be there doing anything but just walking around and looking at everything. I'll probably be there with my son, so if you see me, come by and say hello. Uh, Mini, it is always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm glad we were able to make today work in spite of all of the challenges that we both faced before we hit record today on this show. Pod Squad, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. For the Blue Mini, I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind. Of the meaning. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Mini's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.